The Caliendo Cast with Frank Caliendo, John Holmberg, Scott Long, and the rest of the Caliendo crew. Informing you, entertaining you, changing your life forever. It's the most important podcast in the history of Western civilization. It's good enough. We're ready. M&M's and cherry coke. <laughs> that is a bad smell. <laughs> the, I could think of some worse <laughs> ones. You're might, throwing them out. Uh, end up rivals. part of this podcast. <laughs> so you sent uh, me. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Scott, never have you been happier to be remote. Yeah. Well, it'll get to you eventually with what Frank was doing earlier. Hey, you should make a candle of it. Yeah. How about that, huh? We can just get right to that. Have you, You've seen that, right? The vagina candle? Yeah. Yeah. We did it this morning. I have some clips from the pimple popper. Just, just stop right there. Okay. Just We did it this morning. That's All right. What I, want you to have. I just thought it would be funny for the Yankee candle lady to try to describe the smell to people over the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you just... Um, but you know what? Get a fan. <laughs> pull your skirt up. <laughs> you know what? Why did I let you start with that? Why we can get there? I just don't like to start there. Which yeah, you've, that's right. That's the same with a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's don't supposed just, to be. I don't want to start with the home run, Scott. That's right. First base. Sorry. It's like a run. meaning of life when they were doing sex ed. You don't just jump all over the clitoris. <laughs> Take time, boy. Oh, that was so good. That scene, <laughs> John Cleese. <laughs> I still don't understand it. No, well, that's what Michelle said. Yeah, that's that was the. Yeah. I know, I get it. <laughs> you, you just. <laughs> I thought you didn't understand Monty Python. No, you <laughs> punched my joke with the same joke, and then you hurt me. It made it better. So yeah, growing it, up, g- growing up oh in God, Iowa, this going? there was only four channels, and uh, in the seventies, and the, the first time I ever had nudity was Monty Python. They would have like naked cartoons that yeah. uh, Terry Gilliam would make. And my mom, I would watch it down in the basement, and my mom knew. I was like 11. And she would yell down, you're not watching that Marty Python, are you? <laughs> she, she always called it Marty Python. She, my mom has no concept, like most women, of why Marty Python is funny. Yeah. But I can promise you a woman who grew up in the 50s in Iowa has no concept of what's funny about Monty Python. And it was the first thing to me, because it was right before Saturday Night Live, where I'm like, this is totally different. Yeah. This is like this is com- this is something completely different. Yeah. And and now here's completely different. Here's where Juliet yeah. comes into this, okay? Mm. My daughter Juliet 13 finds Monty Python to be hilarious. Then oh, I she's bet. Automatically she does silly funny. walks. Oh, she's she, brilliant. Oh, she's she, so good. She gets all that stuff and uh if she sees the cartoon uh people lined up that bend over and put trumpets in their ass and blow the horns, and if she laughs at that, she's the greatest daughter ever. <laughs> that sounds more like a Joey thing. That, it might be, because that that's such like a right. boy thing, but that stands out to me the first time I remember watching that, and, they, and the cartoon's just silly, and then all of a sudden, they, uh, some sort of coronation occurs, and that's how they blow <laughs> the horns. I, I was, oh, on the, I'm still on the floor every time that happens. Yeah. You can't even visualize it right. Get, I'm going to get a horn ready, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man, because <laughs> you're ready to go. <laughs> 
Juliet's John Madden. Like one of those seals. <laughs> Juliet's John Gruden now is my favorite John Gruden. Yeah, more than it's yours, solid. Fred. All right, so here's the thing. I don't know if you saw it online. Megan she, showed me yesterday. She, it was pretty yesterday? good. Yesterday? Yeah. Oh. So they put it on WGN television this morning in Chicago. Really? And then she oh. trended on Twitter. How about oh. that? Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is the power, though, and the problem with social media. So she's always sure. back and forth with her. She puts them in quotes, too. Friends at yeah. school. All they ever do is bicker back and forth and talk about each other and complain about each other and all that stuff. That's I'm sure everybody does it back and forth, much like we adults do. But right. they're just way cattier and mean girls. And apparently one of the girls was saying to another one of the friends today that Juliet knows nothing about Marvel when she's a complete encyclopedia. Oh, boy. And she was mad about that. But then she said, yeah, but she goes home and she didn't trend on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So she's so she's got that. I'm like, well, only in Chicago. You didn't you didn't trend worldwide, kid. Also, maybe the most uh, suburban white kid fight I've ever heard in my life. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a Marvel expert. Well, you're not trending on Twitter. Thanks, Olivia Jade. <laughs> it could be worse. You know, you're not trending on TikTok. Yeah, well, that's true. Or you could be uh, Antonio Brown's kids. How about that? Yeah. He's never hey, going to work you... again. Hey, can, it's over. Can I, no, somebody I, will give can... him a, wor- a, a workout, but he keeps screwing well, up the workouts. I don't think him, he wants to play give anymore. give it to somebody. Oh. What, Scott? Since you're talking about Antonio Brown, could you, could you open that package that I sent you? Uh-oh. Oh, oh, oh That's a segue? Did we get uh-huh. it? I didn't know. We've done that accidentally three or four times. Yeah. We did the segue accidentally into Conrad Bain, and I happen to have a photo of Conrad Bain with me that day. Oh, yeah. If this is an Antonio Brown reference, and it's a- uh, The jersey is for <laughs> Holmberg. I've already got two of these. So oh, no, would, but this, this is special. A, is this is special? This, this is- Should I open this it? This is from 2018. Do I- yeah, the, the year. I open it. Go ahead, open it. I have a yes. feeling I know what this says already. So John's um, no. opening up the oh. uh, bag, it's... which Scott spent his entire week's paycheck on. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. very nice. <laughs> yes. Antonio Brown. It's yes. And, um, I thought it would say clown on the back, but nice. No, but uh, I just felt like that I was guess. how our podcast started, was Antonio Brown. Oh, now, that's Frank, pretty much right around yeah. that time, yeah. right? How Look in the, your ba- the bag. Not, 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 yeah, not the what licorice. Was, that's for John. What the was licorice the discount? Is, yeah. What was the discount on this? It was pretty good. Was it? it was, I'm not asking because I don't think I think you're cheap. I think it's just. I think I it was like thirty still bucks. I Are got it still? Yeah. I'd have figured like twenty-seven. Or, oh my God. Are the socks for me? Yes. Now check these socks out. These Megan socks has these socks. Those are not the. Those are the Raiders ones, though. The Raiders. No. I have the Steelers ones. Yeah, Can you are... imagine a guy who had foot problems yeah. had a sock with his face on it? <laughs> if he would have worn those socks, he never would have. The, it, everything went bad for him right. after the the cryogenic thing or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't great. need football. He'd make so much money on the socks. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Scott. How lovely. What a lovely gesture. Uh, and I thought the socks were good for the. Uh, the yes, oh, exactly. Look <laughs> oh, look at that. It's right there. That's getting it done. Hanging in front of Rob the Robot, that my pal from the Nintendo Entertainment System. Nice. So okay, you also th- that's that's Australian licorice. I was oh, telling I you about. Oh. Take a bite of one of those right. and tell me what you think. Because John, you have a like a licorice thing. You like red vines more yeah, than yeah. Twizzlers. I like. You know you what? Like I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, what is that's like the cigar of licorice. It is. It is. It's like, a give me one of those. Suckers. All right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you just, I got one. Groucho Marx. Say the secret word. It all comes down to give you hundred dollars. Well, his name, your name That's is Frank. That's a tasteous pickle I have, though. <laughs> hey, those are pretty good. <laughs> it's very oh. different, but 
It's really good. I've become my worst nightmare. That, I'm that, actually on a camera particular. biting something going, mm, <laughs> yes, it's food. <laughs> Only Africa is impressed by American cooking shows. So we take bites of things and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, food. <laughs> Rub it mm-hmm. in. Oh, if only people who were starving knew about this. That's really good. That's yeah, very good. I got a. Oh, that's it, it. It wrecks all licorice for me. And here's the other part about it: it's Australian, so oh, it's no. more melty. It's uh, warm. <laughs> yeah. What? Can I say it's that? On, the whole continent's on fire. You know. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, yeah. Missed it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure an Amazon driver has uh, got a really got to kind of cool off his van. Yeah. I don't got to keep it in an igloo. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Good idea. Give us food. Yeah. Mm. It's really good, though. It no, excellent. it's fantastic. It's the best licorice I've ever had. It's a, it's, it's a dollar, mm. and you buy them at Dollar Tree. It's, wait, it's a dollar for the whole bag? The whole bag. Dollar Tree. Wait, and a Dollar Tree. Yeah. Why is that so cheap? That's Oh, wait, 80 calories know. for three pieces? That's not bad. It isn't. No. Calorie-wise. No, like you have no idea. Good God. Calorie counts. <laughs> I do, but I know. They're huge pieces. That's yeah. A lot of calories. 80? Oh, oh, no, no. Jose, no. Help, help him out here. Three tiny pieces of licorice. Jose is a they're specimen of a man. Yeah, that's a little. That's right. heavy. But they're. they're You're going to eat plus six. Plus, it's empty calories. And it's empty that. calories. You got 160 if you had six okay. little pieces, and okay, you're not going to stop it. It's candy. I'm it's candy. If you're going to eat I'm a candy stop- bar. Yeah, it's and- candy. It is candy. That Scott made a great point it's that it's candy. For yeah. 80 it's calories of candy. And so's your little belly. You're coated. You're hurtful. Why did it get so warm in here? It did. Because of these licorice. Things. Is it the licorice? There, there's still ember in there. It's that Australian licorice. <laughs> mate. Good eye, mate. Here's some of this. The whole factory burned down, but we saved two bags for look you. Got, look who we got here. Look at that. Oh, my. Two bags for you. Hi, oh, you eat left handed. You're a Moliduka. Right. Does anyone know in Australia right now if all the shrimp is burnt because of it's all being thrown on the Barbie? <laughs> you know, it's like it's all just it's all, just working I mean, his even the shrimp in the water fire chunks. You know what? I feel terrible for him, and I'll Clearly. donate some money. I'll send him licorice. You know, whatever I have yeah. to do. Is I'll that what you're sending American to food licorice? banks in Australia? Yeah. Is the licorice they yeah. already have? <laughs> Finally, I'd like to know if they even eat it. Yeah, you know, you never know. It could be just some. We'll call them some wa- wily wallies licorice. <laughs> Things are looking up. It's not going to be as bad a day today. Get over here, roll him around a bit. <laughs> who's your Who's your favorite Australian? My favorite actor Australian voice. actor voice. Who's mine? Yeah, oh, ours. Yours. To me, the yeah, either one, both of you guys. The fav- my favorite actor right now probably Robert Downey Jr. I because it's just so you mean no. to do or just Australian. To listen to? Australian oh Australian yeah. actor Australian yeah. Uh, yeah Australian actor Chris Hemsworth maybe go, go yeah on. that's true you're yeah. you and your you and your daughter there we go. Yes. always great we gotta have a picture together like to have it what is some licorice I've seen it something I can't eat finally somebody brought me some but I won't eat it eighty calories it's a little high heavy. <laughs> 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 A bit much. Who is yours, John? Who are you doing right now? Uh, that uh, my favorite would probably <laughs> doing Chris right Hemsworth. Now. What a jerk! This is good. <laughs> my favorite know, uh, is probably uh, uh, well. When Russell Crowe gets really Australian, he's fun to do, but he, he only does it when he's there. The guy that really kind of like landed for me was Brian Brown. He was in all oh, that yeah. stuff. He was FX. in Oxtail. Yeah, Cocktail. yeah, FX. And uh, he was uh, strong Australian. He came out here yeah. real powerful with all the corners. Yeah. I loved yeah. his. Yeah, that's yeah. like the quintessential yeah. one to me. I like. I was one. there, and the cool thing about it is, after you're there for a couple of weeks, 
you, you do talk, you can't help but like fall into it. And, uh, and it was fun because you can start to spot the tourists in Sydney. And I was walking around with confidence and I would talk to my, I learned a few of the words like taka. You just got a taka? You see, I have any taka tonight? And I'm like, what is that? You got a, a meal, mate. You get any taka? I'm like, oh, okay. So Tucker is food. So I learned that. And then my- Wait, it's Tucker T-U-C-K-E-R. Oh, I thought you were saying taka. Everything is cute. Brekkies. Time for brekkies. Like giant men. Should like some brekkies? <laughs> we're going to go have and have a little brekkies if you're interested. And so we'd go have uh, breakfast and then stuff. So then my wife's eating and uh, she had uh, the fork in her left hand. He goes, look at that. She's a molly duca. And I'm like, that's it. Them's fighting words. We're going at her. I know what you just called her. And he goes, nah, that just means she's left-handed, mate. And so uh, we walked Molly through Duke. Molly Duca. So we're, we're, we had a resort uh, that was really nice. And then you walk through a rainforest to a beach. And there's things there called cassowary birds and estuary and crocodiles. And uh, I, we walked through. And right before we went through, this guy goes, ah, you might want to be careful out there. There's uh, estuary and crocs about. And somebody spotted a cassowary. I'm like, I don't know what any of those words mean. Thank you. Walk through there. At the other end of the beach about 100, maybe 200 yards down, is a six-foot ostrich with a hammer on its head and talons you can see on his feet from there. Oh. And they are massive. And they swing their heads and smash you. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're oh. Oh vicious. Seems like a video game character. They're vicious and evil. But these Australians are like, yeah. oh, they's right down there, mate. I told you about him. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me about the giant murderous ostrich? Oh, I did. Oh, I said cassowary. And I'm like, I'm from America. We don't have any of your animals. Uh, don't worry. We got a molly duke. Yeah, don't worry. He's molly duke. <laughs> you lead with your ride, mate. Don't be a girl. Don't be a sheila about it. So I would walk around and start to do the accent. My wife hated it. And people from America would ask me for directions. Oh, no. They'd be like, where's the uh, Queen Anne Mall? Ah, oh, that's great. You just wander <laughs> up here, make a molly duke. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> Pop up, go about three streets up, and you're right on it. Thank you so much. You could pull it off too, John. Yeah, and you're, oh, yeah, you're I have, a man. I am a you're man. You're a man. <laughs> I'm a full size man. No, but I mean, man. is there is there actually a sissy guy that no. comes out of Australia? Because I've never woman. seen one. Everybody Not there, woman, you're right. Everybody's they're tough. Got rugby thighs. Everybody's legs yeah. are huge. Do they play it? Why, Does everybody play Australian rules when football they're and rug footy? They call footy. it, yeah. And when footy. I was there, yeah, Molly Duke Footy. I looked on because uh, I was there in <laughs> two thousand, so the newspaper was still a thing. And they listed their top ten television shows, and it was during rugby and Aussie rules football time. Top seven shows were all called the Footy Show, and they were on different oh. networks. Everything's cute, Footy, Brekkies, Taka, and uh, and then two of the other shows were just uh, Ian Thorpe was swimming a lot at the time, so he was swimming. Sure. They didn't have any TV shows they liked outside of football. And talking about football and then a couple swimming events. It's the best country I've ever been to because yeah. they're – That's what everybody seems to say. Not right now. No, no, no. no. You, you'd want to dodge a couple spots. But it is – when we were there, you go up north to Cairns and it's about 25 years behind the United States mentally. So they're – There's something – there's some great time humor work. that comes out oh, of there that's really different. funny. Canada's the same way. Yeah. I don't know what it is about the – They're weird funny. Yeah. They like got a do, kind of a yeah. weird like almost did crazy – Did you wink at me or did, like, Yeah, they kind of look at you like – of the character? Oh, I meant to do that to you. It's character. Came at you a little – Now that's a knife. A little aggressive, didn't I? A little grissy. Got a little grissy with you. But yeah. A little winky on the grissy. Got a winky. Threw a winky at you. Greasy. Thought maybe we could be friendies. a little greasy. But they, uh, yeah, so it's very, it's an interesting place. But, you know, I, I remember uh, the cab drivers are the best, and I'm driving through, and I said, uh, I haven't seen kangaroos. I've been here for like six days. I thought they were all over. And he goes, you want to see a kangaroo, mate? 
Fuck, I do. He unzips his pants. No, he goes, hey, so look at it, and he pulled the pockets out. <laughs> look at that little guy jumping about. My dad did showing. that joke once. Yeah, of course. <laughs> My dad did that joke. At like the a kangaroo? Not a kangaroo. Wow, you want to go down under? <laughs> no, I mean, he, we were at some a family event, and he just had a beer. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. And he pulled it out? All right, I'm sorry to have cut. No, 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 all right. no he just Anytime your father's going to expose his penis, no, I'll interrupt never me. No, it happened. I've never seen it. So, yeah, so the cab driver goes, I'll show you a kangaroo. And in the middle of this road, just a full U-turn, starts going back the other way, takes me down the side road. And he goes, don't worry about it. I'm not going to kill you. And we drive down the side road. And he goes, get your cameras ready. And I'm like, all right. Get I out. love this. And he, we get out of the car. And I'm looking out. And I'm like, what? And he goes, look down. Dead kangaroo. And he goes, I hit him last night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Greatest story like, ever. Oh, my in the God. Show. I'm taking pictures. My wife's like, stop. I'm like, Wait why? Wait a second. He it's knows a where he hit the kangaroo. Yeah. That's a mafia hit. They're rats. It they is. hate. Like they the, hate the, the ruse? They're everywhere. They're, they're, they're hating the ruse? It would be like us hating eagles. It's their national no, symbol. No, we hate. Hey, you know what? People up in the upper Midwest hate deer. Yeah, Because you're thing. always freaking hitting deer. Yeah. I mean- I root against Bambi when I'm watching it with my kids the first time because I hate deer. After you've totaled yeah. a new car and almost killed yourself, yeah. you know, of course you're going to hate that animal. Well, it's the like, bigger uh, ruse are six feet one seventy five. You're not screwing around, and it, and it is a full out just smash. Six feet one seventy five. The big ones. I mean, that's a how big tall one. are you? Six feet. How t- two oh two hundred? Yeah, two oh two. Yeah, it's so they're it's, clo- it's a little bit small. So not they're more much. agile. Than well, they're probably got better weight on them because I've been eating this licorice. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 Joey killers. And, it's and then a lot he comes of over. He brings a bag of peanut M and M's to forgot. my house. Totally forgot. And Joey has his birthday buddy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, has oh, yeah, a, I forgot. A, a lethal peanut allergy, and he <laughs> puts them in the refrigerator, yeah. which was oh, bad no. enough because they were just sitting there. <laughs> And, well, that's what they do in the. But fridge. they're in the bag. At least they're yeah. in the bag. I didn't pour them out. It's not. Yeah, it's like you poured the the, the Wally Wallabies. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got the peanut M and M's, and he just. I said, we just got to get rid of them. He's like, don't worry, I'll get rid of them. I didn't Extra say that. How? Yeah, you did. Of, 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 oh, the, the over the, the text. Yeah, the other day. That's how I see. That's how I read your texts. All your texts are. Don't worry. <laughs> what I'm, a, I'm shutting down. Slow motion chest popper outer guy. <laughs> I'm I'm accidentally like a Chuck E. Cheese that's closing up shop. <laughs> so we talked about even that this week. Yeah. So uh, so that was fine. I'm like, just yeah, just get rid of them. So he comes over, pulls them out of the fridge, starts eating them on the couch. I was going to get rid of them for you. And yeah, like you said. Yeah. Told and you. then pulls me into it because I can't not eat them. Because <laughs> I'll go a bit of a belly on me. Yeah, that's right. You're going to get a little candy coated. You might as so, well enjoy yourself, right? So we're just popping them. We're yeah. just popping Crushing. peanut M&M's. <laughs> Farting and eating M&M's. Oh, it was beautiful. It was very manly. Very, very Australian. Watching football. Watching <laughs> football. great. Football was the wussiest part of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That was the that was the that was the most effeminate portion yeah. of what we were doing because there was, was so this much. Saturday or Sunday? This was this like twenty before, minutes ago. Yeah, before the oh, podcast. 20, oh, during the college game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, what's the score? We're we're recording yeah. during the game. Seventeen seven. Yes, Clemson. And John, but you need you need. I don't care over. what the score is. You need to keep going. Yeah, twenty four points going in a half is not bad. So we're eating all and, and that John, stuff, and I just picture it being like a sitcom where I'm the king of queens with my buddy over. And I'm just <laughs> popping all the stuff I'm not supposed to be eating. I got peanut M&Ms in my mouth. Michelle comes in, is like, "What is going on 
in here. And like, hey, he made me do it. I get the text that says, uh, hey, who brought the Joey killers over? And I was like, oh, geez, I forgot all about the peanut M&M's thing. That's my bad. We just need to get rid of them. Yeah. And evidently, then I swelled up to 16 feet. I'll get rid of their candy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why is that your impression of me? I don't know. I didn't have a good voice, so I just went with that. Pretty good. It happens. Strong. Well, do you guys have any feelings on the uh, the Academy Award nominations? I, I, I want to get my first thought out there. I hate all awards. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people like them anymore. I was the. I guess there was a time when there were so few award show that award shows that it meant so much to people. Yeah. But I never feel like it's the best of anything. Really getting nominated or winning. I feel like that's. I feel like that's always a political contest of some yeah. sort. How many times you have, if not the best radio show in the country? Wow, you have one of the best. Thanks. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I have friend, other friends in radio. Right, I may hear, hear that. So, <laughs> how many times have you won the local radio uh, station? A couple. A couple out of how many? Uh, Twenty we've years. Been on for eighteen years, probably. Got Which makes zero sense. Have there been people in this city that have won that you've gone? Well, nobody listens. Here's and how it's fun not it good. is. So we had a magazine here uh, <laughs> that we, uh, a guy who worked down the hall at another station, got fired from mornings, and I liked him, Ian, and so right. we had him on our show for a little while, just one day a week, just goofing around, and it was because I said, I feel sorry for you getting fired from your job, uh, just because you couldn't beat us. That's essentially. Right. What we did, and I'm a friend, so I'd like to give you the opportunity to do your morning show for one hour a week with us. We called it Camfield in the Mornings on Holmberg's Morning Sickness. And uh, we started a campaign because he was listed in the uh, vote for your favorite morning show thing. And I'm like, let's, and he won because our audience went crazy and voted for Ian. Right. So a morning show that didn't even exist got best morning show in because the city. Because that's so, cool. When the newspaper that did it put it, put it out, yeah. he had been fired for six months. Yeah, he'd already been out of work. For like they're not even yeah. paying attention. No, they're not even trying. To what's going on. Yeah. All that's gone. Are they paying attention to restaurants? Yeah. Well, any. I get that. I get an email that says, I can, I can uh, join something called Who's Who in Phoenix Radio and uh, get an award for like best radio something or other but I have to pay dues. Right, and you have to you have to go on uh you have to start campaigning for yeah. yourself. Meaningless. I, I hate it. I'm not an award. So you can do I don't like them at all. Yeah. I've never I've never enjoyed that. I I, I watched I would watch some of the awards when I was younger a little bit just to see cuz it was the only time you got to see the stars yeah. together. Before now before. there's so much programming out there that you're going to see them end up on a 3-hour Netflix sh- movie together anyways and twitter and facebook yeah and like, they're always around there's nothing special about celebrity yeah, the award show does nothing for me anymore except for what's going to happen and now it seems so choreographed that they're doing things that that are kind of f-ups on purpose yeah. because somebody, then it's the thing to talk about for right that's it's gonna, the it's wwe, WWE, that, WWE yeah. and yeah. it's gonna somebody's gonna do a selfie with a bunch of really famous right. people right. and it's gonna go viral yeah and it doesn't mean anything that stuff, I, and it's always the snubs. Yeah, the snubs are what everybody's talking about, or what I heard most people talk about. The big one I heard a lot of comedians talking about too was Adam Sandler. Right, not I have getting, a theory on that. Yeah, go those for movies it. are yeah, so horrible. Okay, well, Adam, do you know what the average Academy Award voter supposedly is? They're over the age? sixty years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're like over sixty, and I'm figuring they were uncomfortable with the title because they thought. Uncut Gems was a gay documentary about Europe. The Uncut Gems. So 
I'm sure I, that's I, what I, they, they uh, that's I what the that over 60 crowd immediately went to. Scott. They were calling each other like, well, we can't possibly, you know, that's about uncircumcised Europeans, right? Yes. <laughs> of course it is. I, I haven't it, watched it either, but we can't nominate them. Yeah, that's why. I, th- I, th- I don't think they watch their screeners because they, yeah, when they saw not. uncut gems, they're like, oh, no. Yeah. Well, get that away from me. I think so Aquafina was another one comedians were talking about. And then that got into the whole political no diversity, hashtag Oscar so white is back. Uh, no women were uh, nominated for director. But that's because there weren't that many good movies directed by women. There, there was maybe The Little Women, which is one that nobody saw and has been done before. Well, then they could go back and say that, that enough women aren't getting hired in right. those Right. That's a different argument to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's, yeah. That goes back to the studios themselves, right. yep. and you can, you can make that argument. But it but doesn't it mean just, just the because. Them, the, themselves. Yeah, just because they've been bad at hiring doesn't mean you have to. If you want to be treated equal, then you have to accept sometimes that because 90% of movies are directed by men, nobody's fault, maybe there's a problem. That's a different argument. But if 90, 9 out of 10 movies are directed by men, the odds are the best pictures are going to be mostly male directors. And to throw yes. a woman in there just to say we need a woman in it is the opposite of being equal. Right. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's totally it's, backwards. It's pandering. Did, did, did Catherine Bigelow win for her yeah. locker? And it was phenomenal. Ago? It's a great movie. It's and one of the best directed movies ever. It's it's outstanding. Oh, yeah, loved it. Yeah. It was like a documentary meets a movie. She was the first to real. ever win best director, right? As a female. Okay, so that happened. Now you could also say, well, of course, that's a man movie. Took a woman to win by having a man. Yeah, half yeah. the voters are men. She's- but let's be honest here. Her husband was James Cameron. He probably gave her all the ideas. <laughs> she is the first and only. She's still the only. Only yeah. six women in Oscars history have been nominated. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. For director. Yeah. For director. Not crazy. Even less in the Golden Globes. Only four in the Golden Globes and one one. And the Hollywood Foreign Press is supposed to be so to be liberal. liberal. So progressive. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing that bothers me when the celebrities get up and start their political speeches about equal everything. You're talking to yourselves. Yeah. Everybody's sitting there going, we need equal pay. We need to, hey, fix your own house. Quit, quit lecturing us. We're trying as best we can to do it right, too. But you guys have all the Great problems. Point. You've got the, the hiring disparity. You've got the money disparity. You've got the rapists in charge of the studios. You're the ones telling us how life needs to be. No. Yeah, and then your movies yeah. are all about the same stuff, exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's an inception kind of thing. Right. It's like you're watching it go on, and you're telling the stories about yourselves. Right. And you're trying to figure out what part's a dream and what yeah. part isn't. Yeah, I just I, I think America is fed up with being lectured. I think that's why Ricky Gervais was back last week for the Golden Globes. They recognize that no one's watching award shows anymore, and Middle America is tired of being told how their lives aren't right by people who hung out with Jeffrey Epstein and Harvey Weinstein and just uh, brushed everything under the rug that they bitch about. But did you look at some of the press from like the L.A. Times and the New York papers about how bad, in quotation marks? Ricky Gervais's yeah. monologue was. They didn't get it. They didn't. They completely missed the point. It's everything you're talking about there yep. as well. Yep. That they missed that that was the whole point. Yeah, no, they, they did not at all understand the, the Did even, you wink at me again? Even the uh, Are you actually Oh I was winking? actually I was winking at the camera. I saw somebody No, that was a romper room. No, if I you were winking there, at the camera it would be a bad <laughs> angle. I do it. I don't want to be too, uh, uh, you know, aggressive with it. But it's that wink and a nod is what I was oh, going to really? say before oh, you got all okay. turned on. Yeah. Jesus, let me have a an it's emotion for crying. Licorice. What's in this? You did every. You, you did everything but go. Uh, uh, is she a goa? Hey, <laughs> is hey, she hey, a goa, hey, mate? Hey, huh? hey, we're back to Monty Python. Yeah. All right. I love 
<laughs> right, yeah, right. Wait, it's wait. A, say it, no more, say no more. It goes deeper into, though, why uh, people are so divided on the Trump thing is we got tired of people on TV lecturing. Yes. And and the middle America, who is fed up with that, didn't care anymore what the guy— I'm here. Yeah, I'm you, in you, you're in right the middle now. of it, but you're in the heart of, of that whole thing where people yeah. are like, I don't care. I just don't want the other side to win because they're constantly telling me that their lives have it figured— you know, their celebrity boyfriends are best friends with uh, Bruce Springsteen, who's best friends with— This is this goes back to cares? what you're talking about with Hollywood and it's their own problem. And when they—that's uh, what's going to happen, or what, what I've been reading about recently, is for the Democratic debate. Oh, the yeah. Democrat side debate's going to be a lot of older white guys. Yeah. And there's oh, yeah. no diversity in there. And they've been lecturing everybody about this the whole time. Constantly. Yeah. And it's going to... Listen, I think there should be plenty of diversity. Uh, you, But it should happen naturally, All too. I care about is quality. Yes. That's and I know that's easy from whitey. But when you... But I want quality. And if quality means a black woman, an Asian woman, a gay man, or whatever, if I see somebody that's quality, I don't care if they're old. I just want quality. I don't see quality anywhere I, I see everybody pandering to a certain base or group that's just like well i'm going to get lectured by them too i've i found this lately on twitter and stuff people have messaged me just because i follow andrew yang and he follows me back oh yeah you now you're now it's tribal so it's interesting because i i actually like a lot of the stuff he does yeah. i can't wrap i don't know if we talked about this before i can't wrap my head completely around the thousand dollars a month thing yeah, i don't get that I, I i'm don't. totally with you frank yeah you know that the washington post had a deal this week i saw where you uh they had 10 questions and it would tell you how much you agree with the policies of the democratic candidates and i'm like okay so i'll give the survey a try i kind of have my favorites who i like and who i don't and uh, no shock to me that uh, I had nothing in common with Bernie Sanders, zero <laughs> out of 10. But the people that I do like most are like Klobuchar and Buttigieg and, you know, Biden's kind of the more moderates. And they were all I had five of the 10. But the number one I was with was Yang. And I'm like, well, I hate that thousand dollars a month deal. But I, I guess I guy. agree with a lot of his stuff. He's so good at just working through things and talking about things. Right. He's yeah. the opposite of Trump in those regards, where you yeah. feel like he'll get something done by talking about it. Right. And the only thing, and there's there's an explanation. I just have trouble with reading. <laughs> but there's an explanation, I guess, on the website and stuff like that, and I can't get myself to to look at it because it just doesn't matter at this point and i would never no. i just i don't want to go endorse a candidate i remember being i might have told you guys this before i was on the tonight show and uh ron paul was on oh yeah, yeah. and the uh one of his people said do you want to endorse ron paul you know joe rogan just did it i'm like yeah. one i'm no joe rogan and right. uh two i i don't want to endorse anybody i do like a lot of the stuff he right does, but he was the most normal person that I'd ever met in terms of politicians because he didn't feel like he was turning it on at all. He didn't care, and he was just kind of just there. And he was like – he was talking about somebody and how dangerous they were on the Republican side. He goes, oh, we don't want that. We don't yeah. want this guy. Yeah. This guy's going to kill everybody. <laughs> you know what's great about – like that story is crazy because it used to be an admirable quality to say I'd keep my politics to myself from a celebrity point oh, of view. Oh, I know. And, and you didn't know Johnny Carson's – politics you'd, i mean you leaned it letterman up until the last five or six years you didn't know uh for the most part everybody was like nah, that's kind of dancing in bad you know thin ice there i don't really want to offend half the audience now 
It's almost like a necessity. Where are you? Where do you stand? What side are you on? I yeah, talked to Brian side. Callen about that, and Callen's like, look, you know, I have some thoughts I keep to myself. I keep them because to myself, I, man. I just keep them to myself, bro. Frankie. Yeah. You know how it goes. we got to get into it. Frankie. Yeah. Now, now we're John. In a time of war. <laughs> uh, Callen. Hide behind Brian. me. I'll be doing jujitsu. Yeah, and eating some wild I'll have some of those. I don't eat those. <laughs> I'm a healthy asked, man. Frankie. The, I'm a healthy man. I asked him at your oh. show at the uh, at the home, at the uh, the not the morning sickness at the uh, uh, happy ending happy ending show. I go, do you want some of this cookie? And he's like, oh carbs. <laughs> I've never touched them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you silly chubby yeah. man. But you you didn't endorse anybody, and it kind of comes back to the idea that's like that's what I like. Nobody knew Walter Cronkite was a globalist. Really, he had a you know I. break the earth into four quadrants and have one leader, kind of globalist mentality. The only I, way, yeah, the way, that's the way I it should be. Yeah, and it was that's crazy. the way I lean. That's the way I lean. But that's the I, you know that's kind of the way I like it. So you getting that and going, I don't really want to do that. It used to be admirable, and now it's like, oh, he's afraid. It's like, yeah. no, you're not. You're just. I don't it's even want better. People will ask me, and they'll be like, uh, "Well, you you just want everybody to like you," and I'm like, "That's not even it. I, I should don't do. Feel like I should tell. What's wrong with that? People, what to think? Well, even so, even so, on that side, I'm like, I just don't want to tell people. I, I performed in Tulsa, Oklahoma last week. It was a huge Trump crowd yeah. there. And I was like, listen, I, I think he does some crazy stuff, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah, it's your life. It's yeah. Why you, would I lecture you? Yeah. You can't even have peanut M and M's in your house. I can't. You know who wants them? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Everyone will get uh, peanut M&M's in the house. I guarantee it. My, uh, the we'll have them everywhere. Free peanut M&M's. Free peanut M&M's for everybody not, not allergic to uh, peanuts. And if you are allergic, double. A double peanuts. Double peanuts. Double peanuts. No M&M. And no bag of peanuts. But. Even um, M&M's. But. Universal health care. That's right. And also, I'm gonna I'm gonna go around all of the world. Let's have a finger we're gonna touch those. We're going. We're gonna. I can make you fly in a basket or a bicycle if we do that enough. <laughs> Et and Bernie yeah, Sanders yeah. are great. Yeah. This bike this is hard to ride. I'm not very good on two wheels. <laughs> Turn on your hot light. Make it shine wherever you go. Also, and by the way, those are not peanut M and M's. Those are Reese's pieces. How do we turn this around? How do we get here? What we do is we put our noses to the ground and we start eating ants. <laughs> anyway. And I am just going to give away licorice. There's <laughs> loads of it laying all over Australia. Nobody's minding the store. They're all running. <laughs> it's warm. If you heard the funny comedian on the podcast. <laughs> Very funny. Tim Long. Trump would love my jokes. Yeah. Oh, and he'd be great. I, and I'm not saying that's a compliment. I'm just saying that Trump would like a joke. You keep screwing like, around. You keep screwing yeah. around. I'm going to give you another award. You're going to win another Comedian of the Year award from someplace. I mean, I what's going to happen? I can't get are, Bernie Sanders. Sometimes they don't go away. Sometimes. Like, I'm not even sure how you got there. I don't there, even, I don't even know. Put him we were touching fingers, and they, now we've got to fly to the moon. <laughs> no, not to the moon. Just yeah. across the moon. That's right. Just we're, across what the we moon. all want to do is phone home, but we can't afford a phone. So for free phone for everybody to phone home so they can get on their bike and take their alien back to Belmac where it belongs. And then we're all going to work at a golf course. That's right. And I, I'm, I, for one, unlike the current president. <laughs> that's how we gain our energy. Right. Like oh, the oh, okay. Look, we'll live forever. If we, if we power, power each other up <laughs> with our finger touch, I got another 10 years. Also, my, my, my theory on aliens is to put them all in baskets and fly them home. <laughs> Mexicans, I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> Follow along. I was trying to not 
be part of this because I didn't want to be involved. That was even too far for me. (laughs) Trump could listen to you and be like, you know what? He went too far. Turn on your Corazon light. It's uh, Spanish for hot. And follow me, Mexicans, into the basket. I'll take you home. Jose? (laughs) Sorry about that, Jose. You've got to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, Bernie gets in there. He doesn't go away. Bernie, Bernie. It's sorry. Huh? By the way, way, talking about Australia, it's burning. Oh, burning. 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 They're on fire. They're burning. 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 Australia has just endorsed me in their own weird way. (laughs) It was accidental. 100% accidental. Did you know? The people in Australia, <laughs> but why we? Oh, people in Australia. Just when we need to switch points, that when I'm talking, you give it to me. When I, when you, oh, I give it back. It's like the power. It's like yes. the power in the in breakdancing. That's right. We give them the power ball, and now now we're gonna breakdance. Now go. look what here we're we doing. Look up. Uh, give it to me. Oh, this is here we like go. a new comedy. Did you know? Sports. Did you know? Like you're tagging. Did you know that in Australia, uh, people who look at the moon see it upside down the way we see it? What do you think of that? <laughs> The stupidest thing I've ever been a part of. Well, well, uh, the stupidest thing, but possibly, possibly the smartest stupid thing you've ever been a right. part of. Now, Elliot had a plan, and so do I. Here's what we're going to do next. <laughs> it won't stop. <laughs> you have to hit yourself or something. We're going to nominate Adam Sandler for his own award. That's a great idea. The Bernies. The Bernies. The Bernies. He's going to win them all. All the people snubbed, get a Bernie. There you go. Greta Gerwig, best director. Girl, Bernie. Even Elizabeth Banks, who directed that horrible Charlie's Angels that no one saw and, and blamed men for not going, gets a burning. Bad news. This is from Adam Sandler. Bad news. Sandman gets no love from the Academy. Good news. Sandman can't stop wearing suits. Congrats to all my friends who got nominated, especially Mama. That's right. Kathy Bates was Mama. Mama. For Waterboy. And, of course, we all remember that naked scene in... About Schmidt. We got to get to football. Stop it. We'll bring it back. We'll bring them I mean, back. I just want to, I, I, I didn't want to get into that whole thing. I've used such genius yeah, no, with your finger such touching genius. and everything. <laughs> no, I've never seen finger touching so uh, remarkable. Right. The, uh, Since the boy in the bubble. There, I just, you know, even though I don't agree with Bernie Sanders, I just want all the Sanders fans go. out there to know that I believe that he believes pretty much everything yeah that unlike almost every other candidate he is not cynical i believe that he believes all this stuff he's authentic and he think he is authentic and yeah. th- that's why i disagree with your uh, being authentic all the time is a good thing he's an example <laughs> of it like you said last week and he believes that we should be like sweden Ugh. because vermont is sweden it's 93 percent white yeah that's do you know true. how many latinos well, or hispanics are there two percent two percent but that means that the- Jose, who works at the show, part of a show, incredible character, incredible uh, athlete. What's his name? Miza. Miza. <laughs> if he went there, 3%. 3%. 3%. We 3%. would boost it by one whole percent, yeah. which is huge. Speaking I mean, it's, of it's Sweden, though, my- I, I am- You know who could pedal that bike incredibly fast? Jose. Jose. He, because, a, he's used to stealing bikes. <laughs> B, no, no, he's no, very no. strong. What are we talking about? You know what? If Jose... If Jose were riding the bicycle, yes, he would go across the sun. That's probably Forget true. the moon. Because Forget he's got good skin for that. Very good, darker skin. Very safe to go across the sun. <laughs> uh, rather than a Nordic-featured person. Like Nordic, he's mentioning. Yes, Nordic-featured Nordic person from Sweden that Scott was talking about. You don't want them going by the sun. They burn up. Yeah. 
Like Do you know how most of the people like, in like Vermont look Bernie. like? The yeah. chef from the Muppets. That's how most people in Vermont look like. They talk like that. Rudy, not... Rudy, Rudy. Can, yeah. Since we're talking about Sweden, can we bring up my revelation? <laughs> Which one? Oh, no. The fact that the oh, very first- Oh, we never got the very- No, this is what we started. The very first person to ever use a rubber chicken in comedy, Scott. Mm. Ever. Early 1900s. I found this out today. Someone researched the rubber chicken. Is this a famous them. person? Well, no. In Sweden. Yeah, even the, there. In the early tough. 1900s. Early 1900s. The jesters prior to this used to use real chickens because they were always laying about. And they would put oh. uh, food and meat in their pockets to uh, kind of simulate uh, how people who have a lot have way too much, even things mm. they don't need. The origins of the rubber chicken latex as a comedian. Early 1900s prop comic John Holmberg, the Swedish blackface clown. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not know about this until I'm 47 and a half years old? The first person to use a prop chicken was a black face, face clown of the 1900s with my name. I text my dad immediately, and I said, did you know about this? And sent it, and he goes, what about you choking the chicken? And I'm like, classy, Dad, classy. <laughs> sure, Read the article. Read the I article. Wait a second. Solid. Did he do the kangaroo bit, too? Oh, how you doing? Good, good. Yeah, all of a sudden. Shiny. Yeah. So, yeah, it said Holmberg would perform with his pockets full of fake food to mock the gluttony reportedly prevalent among the upper classes. So that is my namesake, John Holmberg, Swedish black-faced clown of the early 1900s, which means I have an epitaph now because <laughs> I'm yeah, putting it on my tombstone. Did you find this out through Ancestry.com? Yeah, yeah, it was 23 and me, and, me, and mean, they didn't even send me any. They just said, here's your history, jerk. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it. So my family photos make sense now. We were always in blackface. We are just paying tribute to Gramps. We should have gotten into football. <laughs> What's the score of the game fault. that I don't quite care yeah, that much cares. about? Last check, it was 17-14. Here we go. Oh, there's a touchdown just now. Touchdown now. Hang on. And who's oh, LSU just scored? It... Really? So it's tied up? You're starting to go. Uh, it would be 21. LSU's up, 21-17. Second quarter? Uh, it's, um, oh, yeah. LSU is there's up? Still about five minutes left. I like what's happening. Oh, up. you're looking good now, John. Yeah, I am now. You got one more on the board. But that's LSU up, you're saying? Yep, 21-17. This is the thing. I didn't care about this game until tonight and we were doing the podcast. I don't know what that is, but I forgot the game was even happening. The college football championship, it's so far removed yeah. from the rest of the season. I uh, And plus I there's better, better football has been happening all around it. Oh, the NFL has yeah, been so yeah, good. Yeah, and, and they, you forget I mean, like about crazy college. good. Weird. Insane. Insanely like great. Insane. John yeah, and I were texting – about Lamar Jackson. And All year. we both I can't remember where you stand on this Scott. He loves him. But no, I I liked <laughs> I liked him and thought he was a lot better than John did. Yeah. But I never I still think he he's good. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't the think media he's has built him up. The problem but is he didn't do any of this. He actually played it pretty subdued the whole time. I thought he did it You didn't think so? I mean, on the field, he, he does some celebrating and stuff like that. Something. Before this game, they did an interview with him, and they said, Super Bowl's in Miami, and you've, you're from Miami. He goes, can you imagine me going home to get my first Super Bowl? Um, it's like, oh, you've already won so it, then, okay, and okay, you've okay, got okay. plans so, for but others? But that's a person who's just – I feel like uh, – But I, anybody I else says that, and you're like, it's built bulletin board material. I if feel like already, he's believed the hype, though. He got, it got into his head. I, I agree like with people, that. That happens all the time. You see people in power and people getting famous. My daughter, a trending on Twitter in Chicago this morning, <laughs> immediately uses it as a comeback to yeah. somebody she it's wasn't cocky. even there to hear the complaint from. You know, yeah. So 
because he's been I feel like he's been pretty good about it. he's been not I like do too, Fred. one yeah. of the I I don't think he's arrogant I think he's uh single tracked and it can come across as arrogance when all you talk about is how many Super Bowls you're going to win and I think anybody else just 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 get through to one and then you can but start you start doing that. believing you hear it all the time right. and everybody tells you how great you are but there's a difference Patrick Mahomes hears it all the time I've never once heard him go when I win my Super Bowl when I get those yeah Super I think Bowls, he's just like more mature yeah and that's I think it he's just more mature and proof because after the well, Ravens the most mature is Russell Wilson oh he's he he's the best most, player in football he, he is the most mature human being ever to play yeah. sports I mean he's got that Derek Jeter thing yeah, working. He does. Where he kind of never says anything, but is very, uh, very likely to talk to the press and seem like you know he doesn't mind talking to the press, but he never yeah. really says anything. So, yeah, I, I, I've been around. He's awesome. I've been around Russell Wilson a little bit, and I know one of the guys, his mental guru, who also works with Saban at Alabama and oh. a, a lot of other stuff, um, Trevor Moed, and Trevor. Is the he's he were he was at IMG was the mental guy at IMG Academy, and he's about never too many ups, never too many downs, training and positivity, and you can make things happen just by visualizing, believing, yeah, just getting there and focusing and having the most people lose concentration at the key time. It's you stress turns everything's always the same, whether you are putting by yourself. Or whether you are at the Masters on the 18th hole and you're... Uh, Let's go to Dottie and see what happens. You could, yeah. You, you're on the verge <laughs> of winning, losing. That pressure is only in your mind. It doesn't exist outside of yeah. your mind. It's the but same putt. It's the same putt. Yeah. Nothing's different except for you thinking about something besides the putt and thinking that it means more yeah, now your pressure than it did. You create it yourself. Yeah, that's true. And we all do it. And we yep. can't get away from it because we're human. But Russell Wilson doesn't have ups and downs. You don't see you see Russell Wilson for a second, he'll be like, like oh crap. But yep. then you see him back up and like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Drew Brees does that incredibly well too. Aaron Rodgers has yeah. a weird backwards way of doing it because it's so trust me guys, I got this. He doesn't yeah. really have that Russell Wilson like he's on your team. It's just like we better follow him. He's the guy who walks ahead of you, but he's almost always right. When I watch Aaron Rodgers, years ago when Aaron Rodgers, maybe it was before he'd won the Super Bowl, he would look around, or maybe it was right after, and he'd gotten that bravado, that confidence. He would look across at the defense and giggle a little yeah. bit. Like he knew what was going to happen. Yeah. He'd just have a smile like, you guys yeah. going to try to do this to me? Right. Now he does it, and I feel like it's a dick move. He's smug. It's, it, he's no, no, got I, smug going. I call him Arrogant Rodgers. It's like <laughs> yeah, he's got Aaron a load of it. Gent. But arrogant he, he backs Rogers it up and, those third oh my God. but it works for him it works for him i don't think he can be any other way and he found the woman that is perfect for him because she is one of the most arrogant yeah. human beings also i live in indianapolis i happen and not to know this i don't get it uh, kind of a little don't get yeah it. not not my type Same either here. but but the arrogant i mean the, his past girlfriend oh my god I yeah, he's had a couple her. of great ones no, but what was that actress? What's her name? Well, we had uh, uh, Olivia Munn. Olivia the, Munn. Yeah, oh. She's beautiful. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened? I was like, <laughs> when did he turn into a rombe? Wow. He's going to have a little kid in his cage in a second. Yeah. It was like uh, the, the, the barber. From, yeah, you were doing Floyd <laughs> the Barber from Andy barber. Griffith. Andy. And, and then a little Merv Griffin, too. Ooh. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> doing all the updates. Well, on that questions. note, I used to hate how they sold Russell Wilson to us, which was he's a virgin. He's, uh, you know, he's so uh, deep in his religion and everything. And it's like, okay, knock it off. Nobody is going to date Sierra for a year and talk about that with the media, with a guy that's this closed off. This is a manufactured PR thing. And then over the last few years, I've started to like Russell Wilson because it seems like he's come out as himself now. He's allowed to yeah. do it without PR. What I watched over the weekend was a guy who literally is the definition of a most valuable player. Without him on the oh, Seahawks, they're a three-win team. unbelievable. He's their best running no. back because they're out one. He just took over. I'm the running back now. He was their best yep. decision maker. He was, the, he was unbelievable as a leader in his passing. Was but he's incredible. a pocket passer yep. first, yep. and he will bail on it. Yeah, but it's because he needs to because nobody's there to block for him. He's just he is he was everything a great player should be, and they lost. Yeah. And it was just like you just wanted to applaud his effort, even yeah. though Aaron Rodgers made a couple of the best throws he's made in a couple in a few oh. years. He was unreal on the third downs, and that's more on the Seahawk defense and how perfect Aaron Rodgers was. But man, Russell Wilson, if he's if he's not in the conversation for MVP. I don't know if they voted on that at the end of the year. I they think it's it already the playoffs. For. No, the Lamar's going to win it. Lamar's going to win it. But I mean, not looking at those last few weeks of what he did once. Uh, was it uh, Kassan Carson? What's his name? The the running back is it Carson. Chris Carson. Carson. Chris Carson. When he went down, he just he basically shrugged his shoulders and said, "Give me, give me somebody." But if it doesn't work, I'll be the leading rusher too. And he doesn't have to be, and he can. He can do anything. It's that Michael Jordan thing. It's like if you're going to score thirty, I'm fine with that. I'll have seventeen assists, but. I'm, I, I can score a triple-double every night if I need to. And if you look, he actually had three sacks, too. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, he, he sacked himself unbelievable. Twice, just to be humble. You've made a, a little bit of a point of something I want to get into as That's well That's what I'm here. known for. Yeah. Uh, the Segway King. Yeah. Here we go. And, and there we go. It's all for you. <laughs> I give it to you now. So, oh, God. I don't remember the NFL marketing as much like the NBA does yeah. until recently. Yeah. Like well, it's it brought the NBA back from the dead this new marketing way of the last decade. The ultimate team sport. With you ask any football players other than a wide receiver what it takes to win and they'll all talk about family and team and all that. And business aside because yeah. I, I always hated that in LA, you know, you do a a Hollywood show and like we're a family and then as things start going bad a That's a very dysfunctional yeah. family, and everybody's getting adopted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're filing off one by one by better suitors. <laughs> so I don't remember them pitting quarterback against quarterback so much. Yeah, I, I, they've done it, but it's become it, the marquee, like Watson versus Mahomes. Yeah, like they never and they never working, they though. never face each yeah, other. No, they used to do it a little bit with uh, when Tom Brady would go up against like. Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning was a big one. Manning that was, Brady. That was yeah. The, yeah, that was really it was where it Brady kinda, Manning. Yeah, Maybe that's started. where it started, really. It, where they really got legs with it. Because but it feels really, like it's, it's totally marketed that way now. Yeah. One person versus one person. And I think that might be social media, too. Is, yeah, and sure. The, uh, the other part, before we get into it, what you're going to say, Scott, this goes back to something we talked about a little bit before. Everybody consumes football games. Not everybody, but kids, younger people that are on social media and stuff consumes football games in little highlight bits. Yep. Nobody, very few people, I should say young people, watch the entire game. But that was my son's theory, and we've talked about it before, where everybody's on social media talking about how good 
Lamar Jackson is because four plays a game, he's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's he's he is fun to Russell watch. Westbrook yeah. getting a triple double. Exactly. And the rest of the game, he can be good, great, and bad. But those four highlights are so much that juke he had at the end of the game when they were a video game. Down twenty. It's a video game. Yeah, they were losing. But he's not he like I've been saying about him the whole year. I don't think he's bad. He's not what they say. And as far as an MVP goes... But that's not goes, his fault. Not at all. Not at all. But as far as an MVP goes, it's a guy like Mahomes or Wilson who, when the chips are down, you want the ball in his hands. I don't think, if I'm being honest as a Ravens fan, with two minutes to go and down 10, I really want Lamar Jackson throwing the ball. Well, he couldn't even get one or two yards a couple his, times. His throws are... As a quarterback in the pros, you're going to make good throws no matter what. Even the worst quarterbacks do. Sean King was a, it was in the NFC Championship game. The guy couldn't place the ball if he wanted to. But he, you know, he's going to get a few. Ball placement, and you saw it with Aaron Rodgers, is so important when it's right. Lamar Jackson doesn't have good ball placement. He puts a ball... How many times did Andrews make catches this year uh, as a tight end that were just ridiculous because they were close enough? Yeah, uh, you know, and but it's his second year in the league, that's and that's what he back. said, and that's where yeah. it goes back to maturity. At the end of the game, they said, "How's this going? Hey, man, I'm only in my second year. A lot of guys don't even make the playoffs. You can't say it like that. No, that's the problem, right? You, and that's where his maturity, the hype. His and he maturity. got the hype, yeah, and he started to believe it. I've had it in my own life, yeah, where I'm in Times Square looking at a giant billboard of myself, going, "Hey, I'm going to take a picture of myself yeah. in front of the billboard." You sent that to me. Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> it was great. I was very proud of you. Unbelievable. It was cool. You were wearing the same shirt. Yeah. As the billboard, which was awkward. No, I wasn't. A little bit. I changed to... to oh, you went and got it? No. Photoshopped. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's the media pushing Lamar Jackson harder than they should, although he is good. There's yes, no doubt. and he it's is hard not, not to believe that stuff yet. once you hear it over yeah. and over and over from people, and nobody's telling you you're not good. Yeah. Now, here on the flip side... Jason Whitlock. Yeah, oh, that's a fact. Here's on the flip side... Uh, Ryan Tannehill goes into the season as the starter for the Titans. We're talking MVP numbers for him. What he did for that team when he took over starting, his quarterback rating is like 104. The guy has, I mean, like all-time numbers for quarterbacks that would love to have him. Like Steve Young would look at that and say, These are, this is a great season for Steve Young. But Ryan Tannehill gets no hype. And I, in the playoffs, he's playing the role of, you don't need me. I'll throw it 12, 15 times because they can't stop this guy. And that's fine by me. There's nothing about Ryan Tannehill you wouldn't want as your quarterback right now because he's not managing the game. He's making the throws he, he needs to make. He feels very Joe Burrow. He, oh, he's, yeah, he feels yeah. like he's just making the right decisions. He's on and it, point right I don't know what Joe Burrow's going to end up doing tonight, but what Joe Burrow's been doing throughout the season for LSU. It is. It's this. His, he took this next step. It's the first time he's had an offensive coordinator that's like, we're going to go to your strengths and you've got a running game. And he's had four. And I, I don't look at Tannehill as like a great quarterback, but I'd rather have that than a guy that's all flash. Yeah. And and like I'd rather have the, the workhorse. I'd rather have the for oh. in terms of the for the NFL, I'd rather have the Russell Wilson. Yep. Which you put the ball in his hand. Even if he if he makes a bad decision, you go, it's okay. Scott, I'm gonna get to you in a second because I got I want I got a, something I want to throw to you and get your um thoughts on. With the Tennessee Titans. And Mike Vrabel. Now there was a rift between him and the Patriots, yep. right? They traded him. But I think, yeah. But I think that that got cleared up a little bit. Do you think there is anything to he and and Belichick talking? Any chance that they talk? And Belichick faced Lamar right. Jackson this year. They ran all over him, and you got to you. Everybody had the feeling that if they faced Baltimore again. Belichick would have something yeah. 
to stop them. You think nothing? Nothing of that? I don't guy? think so either. I think it's basically like, go ahead and try to tackle the giant because this kid's rolling. And you're not going to do it. And Derrick Earl, Henry? Yeah, and Earl Thomas opened his mouth and said, look like, no, the Patriots wanted to hit this guy. It's totally different here. And you saw what he did to Earl Thomas oh. when he came around the corner and just shoved him out of the way and then made him turn his back and pushed him again. That looked like something something out of a Sandler movie. It, it, yeah, it was not normal <laughs> The guy with the cross yeah. eyes? <laughs> I just hit him the best I could. Right. <laughs> but it was, and then you looked at the difference in size between Henry and Earl Thomas, who's no slouch. The dude's not small. And you realize it's – I mean, Clayus Campbell said on the NFL Network before the game, they're like, what's the biggest surprise about going up against Henry? And he said uh, he's listed at 6'3", he's 6'5". He's listed at 245, he's 270, and he can run. So essentially he's my size, and Clayus Campbell is a massive human being. He said he's my size with footwork and skill and speed. He said, good luck uh, as a safety or a corner that's looking at that one-on-one. You're not going to win that battle. Christian Okoye, yeah. Chachi. You need an Atwater moment. But nobody's going to have it with him. No, I mean, get, not in this NFL. No, They're getting out of the way. Nobody's no, tackling. No, Scott, and, and he's something? amazing. Yeah. Well, well first off, Tannehill, uh, kind of interesting thing. He was a wide receiver when yeah. he went to Texas A&M. Tannehill. And he became a quarterback. <laughs> the, uh, the new NFL, you were talking about Joey's theory, which is very true, that it's highlights. And then you brought up video games. That's another part of it. Yep. That's why everybody that's younger gets focused because they're playing Madden. And they're like, when you play Madden, my son plays Madden. He wants to be Lamar Jackson yeah. because he can run out of it. It's easier than throwing the, the ball. juke button and, and the spin right? and the hit button. Truck. And then, yeah, the truck. Yeah, right. it's, yeah, it's the same thing. And, and then there's fantasy football, which also focuses on – uh, the quarterback as well. So everything is going into the quarterback. Uh, I also, this is weird. I didn't mention this. I have a guest uh, that asked if he could talk for a minute. Do you, do you have a minute? <laughs> yeah, please. Um, I'm mean, going to let him just come in. Uh, hi, this is, this is David Baker, Canton, Ohio, the hall of fame. I'm coming in this year. Uh, to all the pregame shows, and we're we're giving a lot of Hall of Fame uh, uh, awards out this year. You saw Jimmy Johnson, and and uh, we gave it also to Bill Cowher. I also want to give you a Frank Caliendo. He's done a lot for the NFL, and uh, you, Frank, uh, I want to be the one to. Uh, you are going to be getting a yellow jacket. Wow! Uh, I don't know if you heard David Baker. Did you see David Baker? Oh, yeah. He looks like he he looks like. John Mann's body and Chris Berman's head. He does look he a little is- Bermany, but we both had a couple of different. We had Andre the Giant yeah. meets Paul yes. Sorvino. Yeah, if they had a sure. child, it would and be Shrek. that. But could you yeah. imagine? Could you imagine? I wanted to do a meme. I, I never got to talk to you about this because I think Jose walked in. But I, like that guy walks in somewhere, and someone's like, "Oh my god! Oh no, no! I'm just here, yeah. to say hello." Right? What? Also, hide over there, giant. <laughs> Who is Billy that Crystal guy? comes yeah. in. Hey, what's going on? I hide okay. over here till the four horsemen come over the mountain, give away Hall of Fame coat. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You hang out there, Hall of Fame. What's the dude in the bright red jacket all about? You know, the one the size of Albany? <laughs> That's a big jacket. <laughs> it's a man. huge man. That's custom. Oh. Yeah, it has to be. It's two custom sewn together. And the Kansas City Chiefs blowing out the Houston Texans. Oh. Texans were up 24 to nothing. And I did not think the Chiefs were out. I thought there was a chance they were out, but I didn't believe it was over. It was all special teams. They just kept messing up one special team after another. I had tweeted out that 
The only thing the Chiefs have left is to pull Tony Romo down from the broadcaster booth to hold for a field goal. That would yeah. be the only the thing only left they that they could do. do to screw up. Yeah, I it text, was insane. I text my friend uh, who's a Chiefs fan when it was 24-0, and I said, don't worry. If anyone can out Andy Reid, Andy Reid, it's Bill O'Brien. Oh, yeah. And they put the seven points on the board. And you think about this. Uh, you pointed it out. The Astros having all their problems oh, yeah. is the best day in Bill O'Brien's life. Yeah. Because Houston is not talking about firing this guy, which they should be talking about, at least the media, of how long are we going to put up with this? Because he, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of fans' opinions, gave that game right back to the Chiefs. 24-7, they get the ball. I mean, the Chiefs crowd's out of this thing. You've, you've silenced Arrowhead in the first eight minutes. Impossible. Outside of Seattle, the loudest stadium in football. Fans are rabid. You silence Yeah, I've it. been there. You silence it. And it, impossible to do. And this, and the fan base is sitting on pins and needles going, here we go again. We've got a great team, and it's not going to go any further than this. And Bill O'Brien, with one little piece of momentum that the Chiefs put the touchdown in, goes three and out, and instead of just punting, saying we're going to play a 17-point lead, if they start marching down the field on us, fine. But don't bring this crowd back in. Uh, you had to weigh the juice on that squeeze to say, if we fail this fake punt, what happens? Oh, the crowd's back in it, hope's back in it, they relax a little bit, and we start gripping. And that's exactly what happened, and that's 100% coaching. The very next play, the guy fumbles the kickoff. Uh, for and, right. and You can just see that they tightened up to the point where it's like, we had a 24-point lead we blew in less than eight minutes. That's impossible. And that doesn't exist. Pressure is just in your mind. That's right. Well, that's beautiful. Oh, Speaking of, LSU's yeah. putting the Chiefs on the Clemson right now. Really? Clemson was up 17-7, and uh, Burrow just threw another touchdown pass, 28-17 right now. That over is looking sharp. He is. I keep telling people he seems like he knows what he's doing more than everybody else. He looks so smooth in this game every time I turn around. But if you look at his face, he's young Jim Brewer. (laughs) I just keep winning. Yeah! Yeah! Wow. Do you know his background? Where like his Jim dad, Brewer? Yeah. People yeah. think I'm high because of my eyes. Jersey. I'm not high because of my eyes. I'm high because I smoke pot. Yay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the story? What's Burrow's story? Burrow's story is, is his dad was the defensive coordinator for Nebraska when Frank Solich took over for Osborne. And so his dad has been a defensive coordinator for a bunch of college football teams for like 20, his whole life. So he's been around football. He understands it on a different level. Yeah. And then, of course, then the other thing that happened was he grew up in Ohio about 45 minutes from Cincinnati, and he wants to play for Cincinnati. So that's yeah. great for him. But, I mean, it's a great – it's just a really good story, and it's, yeah. it's going to bring – I looked at all these quarterbacks that came out the Mayfield draft, and that includes Lamar Jackson, and I have no doubts with Burrow. I had big doubts about – uh, Darnold, All I of them. liked him. I may feel, uh, you know, up and down. I felt about him. I didn't believe Lamar Jackson was going to become this. You know, Allen was who he is. You know, he's you know who he is. And then Josh Rosen, Burrow. I have no doubts about Lawrence. Yeah. I have no doubts about. Well, Burrow, two guys, Burrow has what Josh Rosen had or seemed to have 
in college was that intelligence and yeah. seemed to know what was going on, but he doesn't have any of the swagger or even the you know the, the over ego. I never thought Rosen had a presence. I thought he was smart. I thought he played the game in the Pac-12 yeah. the way it needs to be played. But I didn't look at him and say he's got that thing. Burrow's got the thing. Yeah, I think so. And he, he yeah. seems to know what's going on. He seems to know yeah. like a point guard in basketball what's going to happen a little yeah. bit before he's a it step happens. Ahead of yeah. the game. Now I think that Trevor Lawrence is the same way. Just younger exactly and more of the tools and don't count them out of this game that we're yeah no 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 it's not trevor over. lawrence is an outstanding quarterback yeah i don't know yeah we, oh. we have no idea yeah. what what quarter is it in we're going into the half it's going, oh it's not even it's not even halftime halftime right now there's like seven seconds yeah. left so people by the time people are listening to this will game will be over i hope yeah, we, right unless there's <laughs> in that dome could it rain yeah there's I mean, a leak on. in the roof. We're going to be doing this for Roof, yeah. roof, rough. Roof would be good for you. Ceiling. Ceiling? I just call it that. Why not? Yeah. Siling? It's easier to do. Well, no, I guess. Which, which way would you put it? I would go, look, ceiling for everybody. That's what I say. We're going to cure homelessness with the silings for everyone. All right. Who you got this week? I Listen, I, the two teams I like are Kansas City and the 49ers. And the 49ers are that workhorse yeah. team team oh. of grinded out powerhouse you don't. You think the Packers beat 49ers? No, I see. No, no, the 49ers are so much better. Yeah, I think so too. You never know who's going to win, but I, I really feel like the 49ers are the team, and then the Chiefs are like that. I don't know. They're like that. Uh, they're the they're the fancier, the the more uh, the glitzier. To me, of the they're two teams. fragile. Yes, I that's, see them as they are very fragile. fragile. Yeah, and 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 I grew up. Okay, I grew up a Chiefs fan, and you have to know that the Chiefs have not been to the Super Bowl since 1970. Len Dawson, and yeah, when they won, and uh, <laughs> Hank Stam, Hank Picture Hank Stram was like got five answers around the board. Show me Super Bowl. Hello, love. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You know, Hank, Gil, Hank we can do it. Like, oh, there it is. There it is. Oh, we got to make the more noise, and that mwah. That's how we do that. Yeah. Love for everyone. Sorry, Scott. Sorry, Scott. No, a point. no, no. These are very important, these finger very touches. Good. I mean, people <laughs> uh, need to see this. That is beautiful. I'm sensing a little jealousy. Maybe you and I, I should tone it down jealousy. a little bit. So, a little, uh, you want a little less uh, public uh, uh, affection. Affection. That was what I was looking for. Yes. Display. So I, I gave it to you. Public. There it was. Public. Now, see, we're doing it again. And Hold on. Public. We're making public finger touch affection. There we go. We're making Scott uncomfortable <laughs> with our, uh, our camaraderie. So, so the Chiefs have had many years where they had the best record in the AFC and they had yep. Marty Schottenheimer and they would make it to the championship and they would lose. And then it happened with Vermeil there yep. and it's even happened with Andy Reid. And I'm just telling you, there is a sense of doom and they are not playing uh, Bill O'Brien and the Texans. Yep. They are playing a team that can shove it down their throat and the weather could get bad. And guess who that affects more? Yeah. That affects the Chiefs if the weather – they need good weather. If that team played in a dome, oh. they would be unbeatable. Can you imagine – they're the Rams of the early uh, – late 90s, 2000s. They're that that greatest show on turf is – Very similar I think to the even – and I hate like, to say this about Kurt Warner. I think they got a guy who's more accurate throwing the ball. Oh, I, I well, mean, I mean Kurt Warner run. was ridiculous when he was on point. Mahomes is insane. Like it's, it's sidearm. It's flips. It's where – he sees things no one sees. This is an interesting matchup. Maybe the best yeah. of the year. The Titans-Chiefs will will be determined by coaching. 
all Coaching the way across the board. Yeah, and oh, well, the weather's going to be but a huge don't you factor, feel like yeah. the Titans are almost, I guess not because of Derrick Henry, but in terms of a football team, the Titans are kind of 49ers light. They don't have the no. power, the strength. No, not all? No, not at all. I, th- I think the 49ers are so talented. I do too. I have four. That's what that I'm saying, though. They have, but they're a the well-rounded Titans. football team. Yeah. And they're, well, they're, well, they're a power run team, right? I don't think the Titans. I don't think the Titans are that well rounded. I think if you look at their roster, Kittle, they're they would, average. They would, yeah, they're an. But yeah. they are just perfect to beat the Chiefs in bad weather. Yeah. We'll see what happens. The one thing I would speak to though is is the last game of the year, Derrick Henry. They ran him thirty one times so he could win the the rushing title. Yeah. Then they ran him like crazy during the wild card game, and then they ran him crazy yesterday. How much more, even though he seems like you know he's un, unstoppable, and how many more hits can that guy take? We'll see. Yeah. But that's that. No one in modern football has ran the ball as much as he has in high-profile games, and he's going to have to do to beat the Chiefs. I lean towards the Chiefs. The 49ers, I think, are almost. Here's the I thing. I think, though, Scott, you you pointed to it when the Chiefs are are snake bit, and their their fingers are always crossed. They are. You have run into your worst nightmare as a Chiefs fan yeah. because you got a team with nothing to lose and a no. sledgehammer in their hand. And that's the worst thing that can happen to a fast, high-powered offense that's got no rhythm is that somebody's running seven-minute drives and just pounding your average to good defense into the earth. Average. And, yeah, Against and the run, Exactly. It's and, I mean, New Henry England is ran, huge. Do, do you remember what happened last year? New England ran Kansas City yeah. – into the ground, and they weren't even a great running team, but Belichick found that yeah. place. So, no, I do I think the Chiefs will win? I do, but I, as a Chiefs fan who has experienced this and has seen them lose game after game after game, they've never had Mahomes, okay? Yeah. That's true. They they had Trent Greens and that were okay and people like that, uh, or Alex Smith. But I would just say to me that the 49ers game, that to me uh, – if the 49ers lose at home, th- that's really on the 49ers. Yeah. Or Aaron Rodgers yeah. did some super magical shit. And he One can. He can do that. And here's the thing about the he 49ers. Can. I watched the Niners and Vikings game with a former Dallas Cowboys offensive lineman. And uh, he was watching the O-line, and he goes, that Vikings line is running back to the huddle, every one of them asking for help. And he goes, oh. I, I, he said, I remember when I would scoot over and play uh, out of position and I would remember going back to the huddle guys. He said he went up. He, it was Dale Hellestrace who I'm talking about. But he was playing guard, and he said was, the Cowboys were starting to get good in like 1990, starting to get good but not good yet. And he said we looked across the field, and we had Clyde Simmons, Jerome Brown, Reggie White, Seth yeah, Joyner staring at us. And he goes, and I'm out of position. And he said I remember going back to the huddle thinking, do I man up or do I tell these guys we got to come my way? I'm getting beat up. And he said I'm getting drubbed. Golick's on that team too. Golick had two and a half sacks in that game. And he's at eight for his whole career. So he goes around Dale again, and he's like, we're getting killed. He goes back to the huddle, and he goes, we need to slide right. We need, we need help. And the guy on the other side says, no, we need to slide my way. And he said, I realized right there that they smelled blood, and we were bleeding. And none of us had an answer to get the guy across from us except for please help me. And there were only five of them. And he said, five of us needed help. He said, I'm watching that happen again. That front four for San Francisco is that good. And they are. Yeah. They're underrated. They're, that, how do you underrate yeah. them? But they are underrated. That's a scary the, front four. The, I, the, 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 only, the only thing I see as a weakness of 49ers who I don't trust is Garoppolo. 
I don't. I still don't. I don't think because he just wins too much, or he's constantly winning. His record is too good. But there's no. But there. No, I agree with that. But I I think the pressure, though, he could be the one that could see. I get. I get what you're saying. He feels like for some reason. He feels like the weakest link yeah. of that yeah. we don't know. overly powerful team. It's it's a yeah. strong link, right? On anywhere else, but they're so strong everywhere else that that weakest link feels more susceptible. One thing about the Niners that I've noticed in just watching a few games with them, they and I mentioned it in the game uh, on Saturday. They have moments where they have these lapses where they either turn the ball over in a weird way or start you know false starts. Weird little things that dig them out of drives. And against really good teams, you can't do that. They did it and then when they played the Steelers. Of course, I watched every Steelers game twice each every week. Uh, they fumbled five. They had five turnovers in that game and still managed yeah. to win it. They're a little sloppy. They don't, they, play, they don't play a full four quarters. And Aaron Rodgers is the guy that will beat you up on that. So they're a little sloppy here and there. That's their only weakness to me. All right, before we wrap it up. My, I was – we, yeah. we got to Go wrap ahead. up, Scott. My wife is texting me. Uh, About she's the watching, no, she's watching the championship game, and no. these are the, this is the text I'm getting. Is Clemson's mascot a tiger and LSU is a tiger? So it's tiger on tiger. <laughs> How can they allow that? It shouldn't be allowed. Yeah. It's too confusing. Who do they throw to? Everyone's tigers. a tiger. Maybe that's how the BCS breaks down the Final Four, where they <laughs> they would separate them and make sure somehow that they cannot play. But they tried to do that, I guess, by hoping the Buckeyes would would play yeah. a Tiger. Joe uh, Burrow, yeah. by the way, in the first half, two hundred and seventy yards passing, three you, touchdowns. Yeah. Everybody and keeps saying he's not that good. Kuiper going, hey, it looks like a pretty good player, but I'm going to go with everybody else in the draft before we go <laughs> to Joe Burrow. He's spelling his name wrong. This guy, he's a panderer. He, he, he's a guy who grew up in, in Ohio. What, what's he doing? Uh, using the Cajun spelling. This guy, uh, this guy's going to end up touching fingers like Bernie Sanders on the Caliendo cast. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Special thanks to Jose Mesa. Misa. Masa. Mesa. 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 Well, you've screwed me up. I used to get it right. Misa. Uh, Mesa. Misa. Misa think you come too far. Misa. Misa. <laughs> it's the same way Jar Jar would say. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, that's how we're going <laughs> to yeah. introduce you from now. Jose <laughs> Mesa. Mesa, Mesa. Well, you're the guys that are Jar Jar Binks, not me. Oh, ouch. No reason for that. Ouch. <laughs> Trouble. Out on his ass. Trouble. Uh, where can they find you, Jose? Uh, Jose Mesa underscore creator on Instagram and Juan and Joe Studios on YouTube. He's going to be doing a whole bunch of uh, new animations for us and stuff like that. Sweet. Uh, as well. Scott Long, your podcast you cheat on us with? No, nah, I don't even want to talk about that. Let, uh, oh, ScottComedy.com. No, no, we, we got to go on. What do you have ScottComedy.com. Uh, that's my website. Uh, that's my uh, Twitter. Twitter, Scott Comedy. But I'm uh, looking for more corporate gigs, so uh, give me a call. <laughs> fundraisers, whatever. And I want to thank David Baker for uh, showing up and giving Frank the gold jacket. That was beautiful. It's a beautiful. Yeah, that was maybe the best voice on the whole show <laughs> performed by Scott Long. To, oh, Toledo, yeah. you got anything you want to plug? Uh, at Duke Toledo on Twitter. Why? Why not? Okay. Why not? He's he's a, he corrals the He's pretty good on there. He says some really wild stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
I he do, is like I, mean, I do get a lot of ass. likes from Scott yeah. out there. Scott likes I do. I, 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 no, I mean, there's yeah, the, he's like pushing the edge. Yeah, <laughs> probably stuff like you heard it. me say. <laughs> Next week, Scott Long with his butcher and candlestick maker (laughs) impressions to go with his baker. Baker. I get it. I like that. Holmberg's morning sickness is John's show that he never likes to plug on here because he doesn't want anybody to know. Now we're actually fine. It's doing fine. It's a separate business. Is this a business? Plug me. I feel weird about it. I know, but I plug. I want. I just want because I want more plugs when I come in with you. Well, that's where we'll do it. Ah, Yeah, yeah. Nobody can listen. I'm all about. I'm all about everything he hates. You know the, the favor. (laughs) Like, oh, do you a favor, and then you can do me six. (laughs) I don't like bartering. You're welcome anytime. All right. Next week is the birthday show. That's right. Because my birthday. Uh, is January 19th. Scott Long's is the 21st. We're going to celebrate my birthday just a little bit more than his. A little harder. Yeah. Wow. That's what we're going to do. Maybe we'll we'll turn around and have a special. Jose, you just uh, had your birthday. I did on January 9th. January the Same day, by the way, same day as my mom. So my mom and you are birthday buddies. Nice. Makes mom's awesome. And she's a great animator as well. Is she good? Why didn't we hire (laughs) her? She's... Uh, she's getting Diversity. Old. Diversity. 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 <laughs> <laughs>